Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On today's Collider Movie Talk, John Wick gets himself a ballerina spinoff movie. The Knights of Ren are remaining a mystery. And what is the future of Ant-Man? We're going to talk about all of that and more on Movie Talk with my lovely guests, Hector Navarro and Emma Fife. Don't let him fool you. Hector Navarro is pretty lovely. But first, we got ourselves the call sheet. Let's jump into this thing. As is being reported by Deadline, Lionsgate said Len Weissman to direct Ballerina, a spinoff of the John Wick franchise. Ballerina focuses on a young female assassin who seeks revenge against the people who killed her family. That sounds like a pretty brutal film to me. Uh, let's move on to our next item. That is the Knights of Ren. Now, we know the Knights of Ren are going to appear in Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, but it's looking like we won't see their faces or find out what species they are. This is coming to us via screen Rant. This is the Knights of Ren description in the Ultimate Star Wars New Edition. I think we have the quote here. The Knights of Ren are Kylo Ren's most deadly and mysterious servants. With their bodies encased in rusty, battered armor and their faces permanently concealed beneath ominous masks. Echoing that of the new supreme leader himself, even their species remains a mystery. What is obvious to anyone who witnesses them in action is that their fighting skills and martial prowess are without equal. Each knight is armed with a lethally effective and unique weapon suited to either long-range or or close-quarter combat. Well, if you're going to have a crew, that's the crew you want. All right, our third story here is the Ant-Man story. This is a very light quote from Kevin Feige, which he gave to the New York Times, but it's worth discussing, as we don't know all that much about Ant-Man's future in the MCU. Uh, When Kevin Feige was asked if there's a future for him in the franchise, he responded, the chess pieces were arranged very purposely after Endgame, very purposefully, should I say, after Endgame. Those that are off the board are off, and those that are still on you never know more on this later in today's show now our fourth item comes to us from casting news and that is hamilton star david diggs uh, that's one of uh, thad williams favorite shows is in talks to play sebastian in disney's live action remake of the little mermaid should the deal go through he'll join hallie bailey as ariel melissa mccarthy as ursula and elsewhere jacob tremblay as flounder and aquafina as scuttle javier bardem is still in talks to play the role of ariel's father 
King Triton. Hey, I'd love to see that. All right, our last item comes to us from one of Perry Nemiroff's favorite franchises. That's the rebirth of Halloween. We've got our first official look at Laurie, Stro- Laurie Strode in Halloween Kills, courtesy of Jamie Lee Curtis herself. Curtis posted a photo on Twitter along with the caption, Never Say Die. First back, first day back in the battle for my life. Let's take a look at that. That's a good shot. Looks like she's been through the ringer already, and it's only her first day on set. Certainly uh, an exciting thing to uh, to look forward to uh, in the next installment of this new a reapproach to the Halloween franchise. All right, we got ourselves a movie review. Let's go to a video of it from Gemini Man. This is Perry Nemiroff and Jeff Snyder. Let's take a little clip of it. Jeff, what did you think of Gemini Man? You know, I surprisingly liked it. I was kind of doing my snarky Jeff Snyder thing, staying What's on that? brand. Never seen it before. Being like, eh, this movie, it's going to be an expensive flop and it doesn't look that interesting. But I got to tell you, I was impressed. Uh, I, I didn't mind the high frame rate. I thought it looked better than I'd seen it in the past in, in Ang Lee's own Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk and in The Hobbit. I really liked Will Smith in this. He was charming. He was entertaining. It's the kind of w- movie that Will Smith might have made back in the mid-90s, and it felt like a, a sort of action-y throwback. There are a couple of really good sequences in this film. Uh, is it perfect? No. It, 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 it certainly has its fl- uh, flaws, mm-hmm. but I had fun with it. I'm kind of right down the middle on it. I don't share your opinion about the high frame rate. I, it didn't work for you. It doesn't. I don't think it works for me in general. I actually think it makes things look a bit cheaper. And there's a hand-to-hand combat scene at the beginning of this movie that I think exemplifies that perfectly because, you know, I know I know folks out there like soap operas. I don't want to take a dig at those. But it does look a little bit like, you know, a silly soap opera fist fight when I'm sure it was beautifully choreographed Are you talking about the one in the boathouse? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I don't. Okay. I don't think that certain moments like that work. There's a really cool shot that I think looks beautiful in that format. It's uh, kind of like a slow motion with glass shattering. I think when that kind of thing happens, it looks great. And the same is true of, you know, wider landscape shots. It's the close quarter stuff that I don't think benefit from that format. But I do. I like the story. I like the world that they're building here. But I actually think this concept could have used about an extra half hour because I think I was missing some of the stuff that happened prior to when we meet this, these characters. I needed some of that history to really feel the weight of some of the more emotional material towards the end of the film, but I was fine during it. But but what is interesting that the film did have that emotional material, it is there. It may not be completely fleshed out or justified, and I, I think you're right. This movie might have benefited from another 15 to 20 minutes. And you can check out the full review of Gemini from those two lovely people on the channel up after you watch this live episode of Collider Movie Talk. All right. Well, as I said at the beginning here, I'm sliding in for Perry Nemiroff as the host of the show. But uh, I always can't do it on my own. So the two people who are riding shotgun with me, let's introduce them now. The lovely Emma Five. How Hello, are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me here on this, this fine Wednesday morning. I'm always confused about what day of the week it is. <laughs> Like, I woke up this morning and I'm like, it's Thursday. Yeah. It's not... It's definitely not Thursday. That's why you have like five beverages to get yourself going. Listen, I got a a coffee. I got a water. So it's like dehydrate, hydrate, caffeinate, all of the eights. There's a mini fridge underneath (laughs) here. Other things are smoothies. Start busting out some LaCroix later. (laughs) That'd be the way to go. And Hector Navarro, how are you, my man? I'm great. 
I'm great. Good can to I see say you. something? Can I say yeah. something? Your your Twitter review of the Joker was yeah. one of my favorite reviews that was even handed and oh, honest. Thank you. I almost retweeted it and said, I respect my fellow colleague and thank Latino so critic so much. Thoroughly disagree with him, but I absolutely <laughs> respect his points of you, view and get it. This is good yes, discourse. You're not the only person that said that. I tried uh, uh, really hard to um, to talk about what I liked and what I disliked yeah. and why I personally felt that way. And uh, the response was mostly very positive. Yeah, of course. Whether people di- agreed or disagreed. Yeah, because the way you Who presented thought? it. Who yeah. thought? Yeah. yeah, that could be cool. It could be cool not to snark about something yeah. and be even-handed. Yeah. What a shock. Uh, it's it's nice to enjoy things, it yeah. turns out. Yeah. Or if you don't, yeah. present a very reasoned argument. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. I love that. Well, something that we hope to enjoy, let's get to our first story, uh, is this spinoff movie that was announced uh, from the John Wick uh, universe. It's going to be called Ballerina. Director Len Weissman is, going on, is getting on board with this, and the picture is apparently on on a fast track. The female character was glimpsed in the last John Wick film, which I just got on 4K, and it isn't clear at this point whether Reeves will be in the film. Remember, he's rumored to appear in the Continental TV series, though if he does, it will be a cameo, which is fair. I mean, it's called Ballerina. It's not called Ballerina and John Wick. Uh, Unity Phelan is in the credits of Parabellum, which is the film that just came out from John Wick, under the character of Ballerina, but I am not sure if she will be the star of the spinoff, Lionsgate is ramping this up uh, ahead of John Wick 4. Emma, I go to you first. Mm. Do you like this idea, first of all? And uh, uh, do you want to be in this movie? Yes, and yes. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, you can tweet at me, at Emma Fife, uh, if you want me to star in this film, because I am available. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm definitely on board for it. I mean, the thing is that it's like, I think we have a lot of conversation in terms of film nowadays where the thing that I that I enjoy about this as opposed to something where they say we're going to take this franchise that people liked before but we're going to make this character a girl now and and it's supposed to be like the same thing or not take place in the same universe or whatever like I enjoy that this is still in the John Wick continuity it's just about a woman assassin and in a lot of ways it doesn't have to be John Wick and I I have a lot of uh, confidence in the fact that it's not going to feel anchored to the fact that like this has to be a John Wick movie it's not it's its own thing Right. but you're using the power of the John Wick franchise to get people to pay attention. Yeah, that's a great point yeah. you make. Every uh, character in the John Wick franchise has their own yeah. code of ethics totally. or morals or uh, assignments. Yeah. So you look at the ballerina, this is uh, this could be like a whole number of ballerinas that are assassins or whatever. Yeah. So you look at this, Hector, does this excite you as a next step in expanding this franchise? Which, with, which by the way, if people don't remember, Weinstein tried to kill when that first movie came out. Really? Tried to bury it because he cut, he cut it. He didn't, he didn't do a lot of Boo. promotion. Didn't think he was going to make that. And look at this we're already up to a possible fourth movie and it's expanding yeah. out expanding yeah. out the way it is Do well you, like you asked me if i personally yeah. was excited the answer is no but only because me myself uh i'm not a huge fan of the john wick franchise but mm-hmm. i love how much people love it mm-hmm. and in terms of it being an action movie franchise it is phenomenal yeah the action has always been top notch but to go off of what emma was saying and i 100 agree one of the reasons i kind of am not a huge fan of the john wick series but i think that a lot of people like it for this reason from the very first movie and and even more so in the sequels, in each subsequent sequel, it's just as much about the character of John Wick as it is about world building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So literally every background character in these movies is a deadly assassin, right. which is the part of the thing that takes me out of it. I'm like, okay, this is not the real world. <laughs> this yeah. is the John Wick world. Yeah. But 
for that reason, this spinoff makes perfect sense. Oh. It is, you know what I mean? Like in John Wick 2, when every homeless guy was like a crazy assassin that was like, you got to go see that guy, John, you know, and he's <laughs> bouncing around and it's Lawrence Fishburne and everybody and they're all great. But um, yes, to answer your question, I think uh, me, myself, I'm not personally excited about any new John Wick entry, but I will go see them. They're mm-hmm. great dad movies. I'm going to go with my dad. We always have a good time. Right. Uh, but I'm not somebody that's like frothing in the mouth for more John Wick mythology. Yeah. Whatever they want to do, I'm down. Okay. I'm down. Yeah. So it, but it makes sense to the world and it makes sense that it doesn't have to be a Keanu thing because he really is almost like a guest star yeah. in the mythology of of the John Wick universe, he, so I say go for it. He lends a credibility. What, Absolutely. What Definitely. No, I just, I, I was going to say, like, to, to your point, Hector, about this idea that that everybody is a deadly assassin. Yeah. I think that that... that or, like, Russian, or, yeah, like, you know, that's I mean, all that, the underworld. And yeah. I think that that's the thing with John Wick, that, like, I appreciate about it, but also respect why you don't like that, because it does. It totally takes you out of reality. Yeah. However, I think that there is something really charming yes, about there is. the lack of it being grounded in anything that is real. It is yeah. very much like a fantasy, over-the-top like, kind I've of got action the coin. film. Oh, no, the coin. Oh, you know what that means. I love That yeah. stuff is great. That yes. stuff is great. Well, look, none of yeah. those Stallone films were based in yeah. reality. No, or yeah. That's part exactly. of the whole point of it. Yeah. Exactly. And I had and to I, break it to Hector. Star Wars isn't reality. No, no I never said it was. <laughs> I think that that is it is truly the appeal of John Wick in sort of this this current uh, like film hemisphere that we currently yeah. dwell in. Yeah, is it's that all is, superhero is, stuff. It's yeah, all yeah. Is that is that John Wick is allowed to be this very silly when you really think about it, yeah. over the top, like completely driven by action. But they play it straight. They play yeah, it straight. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's the key. That's and the key. That's the key. Right. And 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 that it is allowed to just be this kind of crazy thing. And nobody's out there expecting John Wick to win any awards. Right. Everybody knows what they're mm-hmm. signing up for when they go to a John Wick movie. Yeah. And I think that there is a lot that you can play with there. Yeah. I agree. And, yeah. and that counters to what the Fast and the Furious, which they're all essentially becoming pseudo-superheroes. And they, and they yes. Wick is yes. more about, like, yes. some some way trying to ground it in, a, in an urban, gritty right, reality. Right, right, right. 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 Yeah, I, like. I, meant, I meant not grounded in the fact that, like Hector was saying, just like, the mythology, every, just the, yeah. every background character is a martial arts right, expert. Right, right. The most right. powerful man on the planet is a guy out in the middle of the desert yeah. versus like a politician yeah. or like you know what I mean like it's it's the guy who's like no I can I I own all the coins yeah. that guy <laughs> yeah. is the most powerful person in the yeah. in the world I got the table and with all the coins <laughs> yeah. on it uh, let me ask you guys this if, uh, this is a female spin-off movie without Halle Berry who yeah. we got introduced mm-hmm. in the last movie in such a powerful way uh, yeah. At least initially, without Halle Berry, there's no, no uh, announcements yet. Right. Is this, yeah. Is this... I would like, actually, to see Halle Berry, not mm. in a major role, but at least have, you know, like, some appearance influence yeah. on this film. Because, again, I think that kind of ties it in to the universe. Uh, and, again, what we were talking about with bringing Keanu into this is is what's sort of legitimizing it and making people go see it. Because yeah. Keanu's a huge movie star, so I think you put Halle Berry in, then it kind of, I don't know, mm-hmm. it ties it all in. Yeah, I agree. Well, like, is, and, is Angelica Houston, she was the one who yes. was the, in charge right. of the sort of oh, ballerina school or I whatever. Like, yeah. more she Angelica needs Houston. to be in it. She yes. needs to be in it. That right, would be exactly. awesome. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's a, a way you do a spinoff movie as well. Look, you got to cast this correctly. I don't know if Unity Feeling is going to be the ballerina, because sure. right. obviously she was in Parabellum. Uh, but if you don't go with her, are there other people you could see working with Angelina, Angel, Angelica Houston Ooh. with fantastic chemistry to take the part of Valerie. Well, I would have said Ruby Rose, but she's in John Wick 2. She is in John Wick 2. And I would have said... 
Adrian Pilecki, but she's in John Wick One, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think they both are dead. I think both of those I think characters, both those characters are dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But honestly, it, what's cool about it is that you guys are talking about that legitimacy. The first John Wick really benefited from the Keanu name because the rest of the cast, John Leguizamo, and and I think was Willem Dafoe in the first one. Pretty, yes, he was. Yes, he's pretty in the first good, one. Pretty yes. good supporting cast. Palicki Ian as well. McShane, yeah. Palecki, pretty good supporting cast, and I think each sequel has even brought in kind of more star power in mm-hmm. a way. The good news is, is like even if this has an, a relative unknown as the lead, right. this still has that John Wick name to help. You know, people knowing it's going to be a John Wick spinoff, I think is going to help to go check it out versus just a new action movie come out called Ballerina. Like yeah. that, like the fact that it's you know yeah. Ballerina Parabellum, people will be like, oh, cool. Yeah, Definitely. you can see the trailer from the John Wick yeah. franchise. Yeah, they, from the John Wick that, universe. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Len Weissman coming into this. Are you excited about this? Is the as the, as the director for this? What film? did Len, how was he re- related to the? Uh, did he do any of the other John Wicks? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What, what what I know Len Weissman from? He's Remind done a me. lot of action movies. Yeah. yeah. Let's run like them what? down uh, real quick. Uh yeah, Underworld. Remember oh, yes. Underworld? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's responsible Ooh, for that you know franchise. Get Kate Beckinsale in there. Oh, Beckinsale yeah, would be, she'd be great. You know, fun fact about Kate Beckinsale: she has huge hands. <laughs> she discussed this okay. once in a Conan O'Brien interview. That's yeah. why they always give her guns that are massive. And then uh, Conan didn't believe her, and then she put her hands up. And Conan, who's like you know six tall, foot four, yeah. right, put his hands up, and they were like the same size oh as Kate Beckinsale's yeah. massive hands. Put her in the John Wick movies. It's like that's it, the opposite of my smallish hands. <laughs> well, if we not do, tiny, but could, could the ballerina thing? Oh no, I guess not. It could, could, could make, it, make Kate Beckinsale well, the. the we, I'm sorry. Could we do a crossover with Underworld? Is that what <laughs> no, you're no, no, say? no. I was gonna say, could <laughs> be what, a prequel where Kate Beckinsale yeah. is the Angelica Houston character. Uh, could be who the first ballerina, and then do that there into something. It could be, but I just. We have to see what the Black Widow movie is going to be because right. there's yes. there, that also has to deal with like a red room and training Russian operatives that are young, beautiful women. Yeah. And yeah. Scarlett Johansson's character spun off from that. So right. to, to make sure that we're not just copying that, there yeah. could also be – I imagine that the villain of the ballerina could be something like uh, an ex-ballerina. You know, oh, that's yeah. always the classic oh, story. Man. Like, classic. She's get, like, gone get rogue. like a Helen Mirren or somebody. Ooh, right. oh, I, didn't, I didn't get that lead in Swan Dang. Lake. Now I'm mad. Yeah. Yeah, she's an assassin. That would totally work. Yeah. That'd be fun to see. Like, I'd totally watch that. Female versus, I mean, we're going to get that in Wonder Woman 2 in 1984. Oh, we're yeah. Female versus female. Absolutely. So I'm down to see cheetah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Cheetah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Gal Gadot would be interesting. Oh, I would, yeah. I would love to I'd see buy her, her as something a, like as this. As a former ballerina. Wow, my Definitely. brain just blew up. Or a villain that, you know, just get all she like was, the... I was going to say, she was actually sort of my first thought because we were talking about yeah. Fast and the Furious, and I yeah. was like, oh, she was so good in Fast yeah. and the Furious. Right? Mm. She could oh. be interesting oh, in the ballerina. Yeah. All right, all right. Hashtag justice for Han. All right, before we wrap up here with this story, we're already getting the Continental, and of course, this has been announced, and John Wick 4 seems to be on the way. What other characters would you want to see get a spinoff movie. I mean, we already talked about Angelica Houston. I imagine that she will be a, a big focus of this, but I just who's I want to know everything about her. I want to know her life. Alive. I feel like everybody gets killed. Isn't yeah. Fishburne still alive? I was, I was trying to remember yeah. if, I think if Fishburne's Fishburne still alive. Because um, I would totally watch a series about him. What, what about, what like about Jason Manzukis? Is, is his character still alive? I think so. Manzukis. Yes. Did, did, did he make it through the? He made it through the last movie. He made it through the last one. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. there's uh, so many people die in those movies. Yeah. So many <laughs> favorite actors. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because Continental is already, when I heard that, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense for a yeah. spinoff. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know where else you could, I guess, 
John Leguizamo's character died too, didn't he? Wasn't he killed? I don't remember. Or if he did died he make in the it out? He's just kind of like the mechanic. Yeah, he's the mechanic. I just like to see him come back. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with that. I, I think I'd like to see a, a spinoff with the Fishburne, maybe a prequel where he yeah. Yeah. where he starts the assembling of the homeless network. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of how he built. He wakes homes. up in some one day. He's like, I got the best idea in the world. <laughs> I'm going to train all these homeless. The Continental. Guys to be Everybody's assassins. too fancy. Everybody knows they're assassins. But what if we dress up like homeless guys? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like to think that he's just literally like. Providing employment and to housing actual for homeless actual guys. homeless yeah. people. And then the exchange, he trained you to be an assassin. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. No I mean, way, if I man. found out tomorrow. That is asking a lot, John. It is, I'm well, fair. Homeless so people, the world, Homeless guy can just be like, I'll just go to a program, man. I'm not going to. That's dangerous. <laughs> I'll get a house another way. <laughs> well, fair enough. All right, well, we'll see. The homeless from John Wick universe. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, there it is. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll keep tabs on it. But certainly, I, I'm very excited about this because I am yeah. a fan of the John Wick. Universe. Yeah, and I yeah. loved the way the ballerinas were introduced, yes. and the way they in the film, the way they're like pushed and trained. That's badass. Like if this is more, yeah, than, yeah exactly. Look at that. That's badass. Tattooed yeah. back, yeah. <laughs> pretty incredible. All right, let's Dang. move on to our next <laughs> uh, story. That's here night the Knights of Ren. Uh, as we saw, as I mentioned at the top of uh, the uh, uh, call sheet here, that uh, this description is coming to us from the Ultimate Star Wars New Edition about the, the Knights of Ren. That they are, you know, uh, their faces are permanent concealed behind ominous masks uh, that their species remain a mystery so you hear this Hector I go to you first on this when you hear yeah. this um, does this reveal excite you or make you nervous that we might be in another Captain Phasma situation where we get these characters introduced but they never are fully given the spotlight nah I'm okay because I, I remember growing up in the era where the only Star Wars was those three movies and everything, mm. you know, mythology-wise, now it's considered legends. But even then, the canon, the books, the the comic books or whatever, yeah. which even then wasn't always ever officially canon. Mm. But it was just like fun explorations that that writers and artists were doing. All of that was extrapolated from three seconds of, of, of you know, a frame of one of the old Star Wars movies. So <laughs> these characters remind me of the Crimson Guard. And, you know, oh, and, yes. it's like, and it's like, do people love the Crimson Guard? No, but they weren't that important to Return of the Jedi. They look badass. They mm-hmm. look cool. Right? Totally. And, they, and, and they look cool, and they yeah. were a cool new thing in Return of the Jedi, and they helped uh, Darth Vader look cool, and that's yeah. cool. And yeah. again, the ultimate character that I I, I, rem- I know people dislike what, what we learned or didn't learn about Phasma, but I'm like, yeah, but everybody loves Boba Fett from I nothing. I was literally about to be like, <laughs> let me take you back to the year 1980. That's what I'm saying. The 1980, Empire Strikes Boba Back. Fett, the Fett Man. And even right. after didn't 1980. Even didn't even have lines. Didn't even but have but lines. even no. after that, I'm talking True. about the late 80s into the 90s where all of the novels, yeah. all of the Star Wars expanded universe, that canon, that extra stuff was written from very little information. So if we're not if this movie doesn't stop for eight minutes and go here are each of the members of the fine I'll probably see it in a comic book yeah you know what I mean another novel you definitely will yeah. I mean that yeah, that like, is very much yeah I, I think you bring and you'll up a great get your point, answers there yeah Hector mm-hmm. of the idea that you know all of the original now legends were created from you know what a grand total of six hours of right. film little over right. six hours right um, so. Again, you you were they were kind of making this stuff up and just expanding on it, mm-hmm. and yeah. that is very much what the Star Wars new canon does. It's like if you want to yeah. know more about the Knights, like there's friend, a Phasma camp comic book. There's yeah, a there's Phasma, Phasma novel. novel. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. yeah, there there are plenty of opportunities for you to get more information on these characters who at the end of the day, are really made to sell toys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we can't... And to support the main characters, yes, exactly. which are, as far as we've been kind of billed, 
Ray, Finn, and Poe yeah. with the support of Luke, Leia, and Han. Yes. Yeah. And the past and two Chewie movies and, and Chewie and, and, all, droids, and all the old yeah. school guys. And the past two movies for me have done done well by Han yep. and done well by Luke and done well by Leia. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel that unfortunately they were probably panic, planning on being like, okay, the third one's going to be Carrie Fisher, more for Carrie Fisher yes, to do. Yeah. I agree and with the, that. And, and with her passing, it's so, so sad. But I also feel like they've done Ray pretty well, yeah. including yeah. teasing the backstory, but then being like, that's not really that important. I'm a huge fan of that. I love that. Me too. But personally, I could even deal with more Finn and Poe. So yeah. I want the last Star Wars movie to really focus on those three characters. Yeah. Give me a little bit of Ghost Luke. Yes. Give me a little bit of whatever footage you have of, of Carrie Fisher. My mm. God, that's going to move us to tears. Right. But focus on them three main characters, and then I'll go read the, the novel that comes out about the Knights of yeah. Ren to get that full backstory. I think, too, with the Knights of Ren, it's so interesting because, I mean, I certainly remember them mm. being mentioned in... Force Awakens yeah. and, mm-hmm. and again kind of referenced in Last Jedi. Certainly but Last Jedi. Yeah. I never like latched on to this idea right. of the oh, Knights wow. of Ren okay. like some people I, I, have. I did like the <clears throat> whether I can't remember if like Lucasfilm put that out there themselves or yeah. if it was fans going, mm-hmm. Ooh, there are other Jedi's yeah. that you know that Luke was training and that Kylo or you know Ben Solo was able to convince yeah, I, like I join me. A fan and I, theory, and when yeah. I heard that I was like, Cool, cool, cool. That works for me. Yeah. That's great. We'll see if that either plays off, plays out that way or not. But, but that, you know, but that's yeah. the point. Let me counter you to a little bit because I think it was presented in a way that was supposed to add to the backstory of Ben Solo, which we still haven't gotten, by the way. Sure. Why is he such a moody, angry kid? <laughs> I need to know. I'm I'm about to enter into a third movie, and I still don't concretely know yeah. why he flipped out, why he went this way. Did he get? Did a uh, uh, Snoke get into his ears? Right. What, how this all happened? Or and the how Ghost the, of Palpatine? Ghost of Palpatine mm-hmm. through the helmet. Or whatever, yeah. whatever happened, we yeah. don't know. But how do the Knights of Ren play into that? Sure. Were they already in a faction and they were in addition to Snoke? Yes. Sure. You kind of like go because you know what it is right. when you're oh, a yeah, younger Yeah, that could have been part of uh, of Snoke's bargaining agreement. Right. Was was Here's come join me and also you can now have these guys on your team. Right. Or he's 15 and he sees these older dudes yeah. kicking ass and he's like, I, I want to be that. part of that group. Yeah. Like there's so much here Ooh, that was left. That, un- do you yeah. think all the Knights of Ren are like first name Ren, like Kylo Ren, and it's like. Steve Wren. Steve Wren, Bob Wren, <laughs> Frank Wren, mm-hmm. Qui-Gon Wren. Qui-Gon. Yeah, absolutely. You guys got to do Star Wars names. They're not Bob yeah. and Steve. Come on. Come on. It'll Fair be like Luke Wren. Well, he's Ben Solo. Ben, like, I know, right? Exactly. Sure, short uh-huh. for Benjamin. You know? Yeah, Star Wars no, names Steve are crazy. Steve is spelled S-T- Thank you. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. With like a star in the yeah. 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 I mean, I just, I just think you presented a a Knights of Ren here and made them essential to Mm -hmm. his story because they do that flashback where all those people are destroying either Luke's crew of Jedi that he was training or or Padawans rather or whatever. So I I need to see more here for me personally. I get you can go to other sources. Sure. 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 But most mainstream people won't. So you want to see presented in the. I don't disagree about the, the. There needs to be some explanation Mm. i just don't think that they're going to dwell on it and elaborate now i think that you can illustrate uh very quickly what sort of their connection is to everything you just throw in like a real quick flashback that's the beauty of film uh or a line or two totally you know but star wars rarely does flashbacks i mean um force awakens was really breaking the mold i know you do that and and so did last jedi Jedi. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, you're right in the so they keep it going let's keep it going (laughs) it's a whole new world baby there's lots you can do for star Uh, wars one last question for me how will them remaining a mystery affect their screen time or impact the movie do you think okay so them remaining meaning mystery 
mysterious mm-hmm. and a uh, mystery, I think are two different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, again, I'm sure that we will get a little explanation as to who yeah. they are. I mean, I, I can't say I'm sure, but I, I feel fairly confident that. Uh, and I, I think that, uh, that much like you were saying, Hector, about like the Red Guard or yeah. even like a Boba Fett or a Darth Maul to a certain extent, yeah. they yeah. add a very, they'll add a very specific visual feel to the film that I think is going to make an impact and uh, be important. And okay. it's either going to frustrate people or they're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, true. There's nothing point. in between. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the, be- the, the end of this year. Uh-huh. I've already like like started planning like I'm gonna do that Star Wars deep dive. Go back, yeah. Watch you know Rogue One four five six seven eight you know and then and then start like going back and reading some comic books and some books and just kind of you know maybe maybe finally finishing Rebels. I still haven't finished the series. I gotta what? finish that. So I gotta finish Rebels. So good. So, so getting good. in that Star Wars frame of mind. I'm I I honestly don't know what the I just can't wait to see how this story plays yeah. out yeah and and i feel like i can't really answer what the what this little piece of the puzzle could be or not be to the bigger thing because i really i'm like i don't know how they're going to finish this whole thing out and that's yeah. that's my thing i keep thinking about i just went and saw a, a movie the other day and they showed that that sizzle reel the, you know it, i got to see it in oh, the theater yes, yes, the yes, thing yes, where like the, it ends the, like, with the new footage but yeah. it's right, a compilation right. of it's it all so great and it's gorgeous so, and just to start on the twin sons you know like just i'm like oh, and just to, to go from there to see that bigger picture thing like i just want those main sort of components to just really stick the landing yeah and then when i go back to see it a second or third time maybe then i can be like oh yeah the knights of Re- like what are they doing how does it you know i yeah. don't know so to answer mm-hmm. your question i can't answer it yet John, okay. I can't. Well, I feel like you tried. And I, I respect the effort. I and respect I'm trying to explain effort. why I'm not in Star Wars headspace yet. Because I'm like, I'm going to do it at the well, end of this year. I, I always feel it's uh, weird. You know, fans ask you, and, and especially hosting mailbag, uh, like, do you, yeah. what's your most anticipated movie of the year? It's. I know it's a bit of a cop out to say Star Wars, but it is sure. because yeah. of the decades this of is, time. Again, I mean, this I've spent kind on of this a big deal. Yeah, yeah. They, they've made it very clear <laughs> that you know this is though it's certainly not the definitive ending right. per se. It it is meant to wrap up. Yeah. Nine movies. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's. It's it's significant. Forty years of movies, yes. legitimately forty years of movies. So yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens uh, uh, with this uh, uh, Knights of Ren situation. Of course, we'll keep tabs on it. See, and we're we're not that far. We're no, in October. We're in October. We're, we're like what? October, November, it's December. Boom. Frozen we're, we're two, boom, two, Star Wars. Two That's it. <laughs> boom, boom. Well, Terminator Dark Fate's in this. Oh, somewhere. yeah. Just oh, yeah. in case. Maybe. We'll see. Please, God. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, well, listen, uh, you know what we'd love to do is get some live chat at the end of uh, the show and get your questions and get them answered. So please send them through. Dorian's going to send me some uh, as we go along. And uh, let's look at two promos for some upcoming shows that we have because you know we love. Uh, uh, we want you to love the shows and the programs we put here on Collider. Uh, let's uh, take a look at those uh, promos and now. What's up, Collider video fans? Josh McCuga here. I'm the host of a brand new show on Collider called The Rumor Mill. Now, we're live every single Wednesday at 2 p.m., but we're live on the Collider video Twitter. So you have to subscribe there if you want to interact live with us. If you want to throw in some rumors of your own that we want to incorporate in the show, you have to tune in live. Now, you can watch the show on YouTube later. But again, if you want to watch live with me and three panelists getting rowdy, giving points to each other, and just yelling rumors, you need to tune in live on the Collider video Twitter 2 p.m. every single Wednesday. 
What's up, Collider fans? Ryan Satin here from ProWrestlingSheet.com, where you can find the top stories throughout the week in the world of professional wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan like myself, then you'd be doing yourself a disservice by not checking out all the shows we do every week on YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. In particular, on Wednesdays, we've got a SmackDown recap show hosted by John Roca and myself, where we pick apart and, and talk about every little thing that happened on the blue brand. So do yourself a favor and go subscribe at youtube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet. Both shows I love. Rumor Mail been on it. Going to be on the one today and pro wrestling sheet. Look, Ryan and I, if you didn't, if you didn't listen or watch yesterday's episode, you need to. We went at it like crazy about all things wrestling and we threw in a mini Joker review even to have a little fun. All right, let's move on to our third story and that's about Ant-Man. Uh, as I read to you at the top here with the call sheet, Kevin Feige with his quote to the New York Times about Ant-Man's future, saying the chess pieces were arranged very purposefully after Endgame. Those that are off the board are off. Those that are still on, you never know, which puts, which puts the question out there. What is the next step for Ant-Man? What is the next movie going to be? Ant-Man 3, Will the Wasp, how much of the, them coming back? Michael Pena, uh, his whole crew. Like, what do we want to see from Ant-Man 3? So you hear these, you hear this quote from, uh, Kevin Feige, Emma Five. I go to you yes. first. Um, does, do you want to see an Ant-Man 3? Does this excite you that he's kind of like taking a chill approach to it? Like, there's no rush? Yeah, I, I think we need to remember that Ant-Man invented time travel, basically. <laughs> like, like let's, Ant-Man was the one who discovered time travel, effectively. As accidentally, Ant-Man would. Yeah. As Ant-Man would. Um, so I, I would love to see another just like series of Ant-Man mishaps. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Him turning I, into a baby, him turning yeah, into exactly. an old man. Yeah, yeah. let's just do yeah. actual Back to the Future with Ant-Man. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. I, I, I feel like with all of... The characters that we had in those initial phases of the MCU that all culminated in Endgame, there is a big question mark of what do we do yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that it's it it is a good thing to take that chill approach of mm-hmm. you know what we're gonna take a minute for these characters to breathe. We're going to find a way for them to fit back into the story or find new stories to tell about them that aren't necessarily so directly connected to this bigger picture. Yeah. What about you, Hector? You hear this? Uh, does this excite you? And who would you want to see as a massive comic book guy? Who would you want to see be the oh, villain? Here? Good yeah. question. So uh, that's a two-part question. Number yep. one, I am excited because it doesn't seem like they're forcing it. Yes. They're not yep. forcing an Ant-Man 3 just to plug into it because they've been everybody else has gotten three movies or whatever, whatever. Yeah. I like the idea of, well, what do these characters, uh, what role do they play? And let's wait until maybe we get a banger of a story and then we can move forward right. as opposed to, well, it's on, it's on the schedule. We got to do it. Yeah. Like, I think Thor 4 came from that organically yeah. after Thor Ragnarok, everybody working with Taika. Yeah. And then at Taika and whoever else coming up with, well, let's bring back Natalie Portman. Say, like. That's the story. And also, too, with Thor, just the way things ended up in Endgame, it just left it open for, oh, look, there's this cool other story we already have to explore about Thor. Cap retired, Iron Man retired, but Thor could keep going. Mm -hmm. And I think they all did that very much on purpose. But in terms of the comic book guy question, I'll be honest, there isn't too many Ant-Man villains. There isn't too many Ant-Man storylines that you can pull from, or the Wasp, honestly, other than them being a part of the Avengers and Mm -hmm. them being there present for like big Avengers things. I was going to say maybe Egghead, but he was an Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
like right. the character yes. Elias Starr yes. was mm-hmm. there. Plus, Darren Cross in the first one was kind of a version of that. Yep. Uh, Yellow Jacket's already been explored. Yep. Uh, Ghost has been explored, not typically an Ant-Man villain, but a Marvel villain mm-hmm. used in that way. Um, the only ones that are left really for Scott Lang are Taskmaster, who's right. going to show up in, in Black Widow. Black mm-hmm. Widow. So yeah. it's like, do I want to see an Ant-Man Scott Lang go up against Taskmaster? Yeah, but I don't need that like joking like oh you're my arch enemy and taskmaster's like who are you again i don't know which is what happens in the comics and that's fun i don't necessarily need that from a paul red ant-man the last thing i'll say that i do want though is i think that the these movies these two movies have had a stellar cast yep yes you gotta you gotta leave those on the playing board and there's a couple things i need to check off number one we got to get cassie in an Ant-Man suit, his daughter. Yes, because she definitely. in the comic books becomes a member of the Young Avengers. Right. She becomes a character named Stature. She Stature. grows. She shrinks. The whole thing. So yeah. they've already cast an actor who's older than the little girl little actor who That's did a great purpose. job. I think that was on all purpose. All on purpose. Yeah. I agree. So I'm like, so that needs to you know finalize. We need to like wrap that up. Number two, I want to see a proper Avengers movie or a scene with the new lineup of the Avengers yeah. in some yeah. Marvel movie where Ant-Man and the Wasp are proper Avengers members as opposed to just joining in on the fight at the end of Endgame. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd like to see whether it's an Avengers 5 or whether it's in the background of, I don't know, the Eternals or something to yeah. be like, oh, they're there and they've, they've they, you know, they're invited back to the facility. They've rebuilt it. The right. Avengers are continuing to go strong. Hulk's there. Yeah. You know, Ant-Man, Black Panther, they're all there, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, the other thing I want is... To just wrap up Scott Lang's story, he kind of deserves a bit of a ret- – other than kind of what we saw at the end of Endgame, which was nice and mm. pleasant. And maybe the most important thing. This is key. This <laughs> is right, key. Wow. Oh. If, if you do not put <laughs> – if you do not put Luis in, an, in a suit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does, does Michael he, Pena. Why does everybody have to be in a suit? Let I me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Normally, you're right. But here's, yeah. here's the reason I would say this particular character does. There's no other prominent Latino character in the MCU, and I'm not talking That's actors. That's damn sure. Right? I thoroughly agree. I'm not talking it's actors. Been the actors I've grinded right. for I'm not, years. Talking, I'm not talking actors behind the scenes because yeah. Zoe Saldana, yeah. Tessa Thompson. Oh, totally. Wonderful, but they're technically playing as Guardians and Huberians or whatever Gamora, Gamora is. is. So like well, alien, Wakandans. Yeah, Wakand. Right, right. You know, lovely people of color, but uh, specifically like a Latin American yeah. character in the MCU. I agree. There's no prominent one in the movies. Don't 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 at me, Agents yeah. of Shield fan. I know. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But movies. Oh, stop it. Right? So Luis should be up there. And Luis can also strengthen that original idea from the first Ant-Man movie, which is redemption for people that were in the criminal-like system. If Scott Lang gets it, I think Luis could also get it. I think it's similar ideas that like the movie Suicide Squad tried to sort of Mm -hmm. explore but didn't quite nail the landing for me. Mm -hmm. So put Luis. And here's the other thing. Comic book precedent. There's a new character of Giant Man in the comics, and he's a Latino Character. That's a brown dude yeah. in the in the comic books. Um, I believe he's Latino. I may be incorrect, but it okay. is a brown guy. He's also openly gay. He's a gay character. Mm-hmm. So have an homage to that by having the next movie be called the first one was Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp. The third one, for me, my opinion, should be Giant Man and the Wasp. Oh, interesting. And focus on uh, okay. Scott doing a little bit more Giant Man stuff. Yeah, yeah. And have Wasp go giant at least in one scene. Okay. And at the end of the movie, Scott is like, "I'm done." I'm going to be retired. I'm Scott Lang. I want to spend time with my daughter. Meanwhile, he doesn't know that she's going to be doing superhero stuff. And then Luis picks up the mantle 
And he's the guy because he's heroic, he's loyal, wow. he's okay. clever, okay. and he's deserving like of, of being the new giant. And he'll call himself Giant Man. Right, right. Yeah. And that's the thing that he'll try and do. And he'll be the superhero going forward. Maybe yeah. he can get a Disney Plus, a one shot, a, a spin off movie, whatever you want to do. But it's Michael Pena. Yeah. El, El Gigante. Uh, listen, I, I, El Gigante. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm totally here for Michael Pena. And I, and I definitely see your point as well. I, I think that it's, for me, looking at these films, there there is a level of, oh, I think that. It's okay when the supporting characters get a lot to do, but your For point sure. is super, super correct. And I agree normally again, but I'm just like, well, yes, looking but, at the bigger but picture. Very specifically, they haven't, yes. they haven't announced a Sam Alexander Nova movie yet. They haven't right. announced right, any, right. you know, that's the Ghost Blake. Rider show yeah, yeah, went yeah. away. So I'm like, come on, guys. There's yeah. rumors that that went away because they're going to put Ghost Rider in the MCU. Cool. That I hope it's that, that same character. A- good. Then yeah, if that's, that's the, the case, give him a movie. Give him a movie. If not, down with that. Spend some time putting my A good Ghost Rider movie would be nice. No offense, Nick. No offense. That would be cool. That wasn't his fault. Like, <laughs> that would be cool. I don't know. Yeah. If you're in the movie, you kind of take a little bit of weight on it. One last question because we've got to jump, and this cannot be a seven part answer. Okay. Uh, should Wasp get her own movie too? Like her own spinoff? Or, or um, like we were talking off camera, just call it The Wasp. Or oh, yeah. And it's Janet and, and uh, Hope. Flashbacks together. Yeah, flashbacks to Janet in yeah. her prime. Um, I think she is deserving of it, but am I clamoring for it? Not necessarily. Yes. I love Evangeline Lilly, but again, if her and Scott end up kind of p- passing on that mantle, mm-hmm. there's, other, there's other even like younger generations female characters in the comic books that are the new wasp sure. you know so like we can do that kind of a thing um, but okay. I would be totally open to a movie or a Disney Plus series or a one shot or yeah. something to where Evangeline Lily can put on the super like I said I also just want to see them on the yeah. Avengers yeah. one last go before yes. somebody else's yes. wasp yeah, I think? don't need a wasp movie okay. but I would love to see more of as you say Hope and Janet together just yeah. g- give me give me all the Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. uh, and Evangeline Lily just mom and daughter and now, now I think I'm pitching a movie. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't seen a mom and daughter yeah. superhero yeah. movie. That'd yeah. be fun to see yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know I was reading this morning before we were driving into work, and I shouldn't uh, at stoplights. Uh, uh, <laughs> Brie Larson uh, is saying is said that in, in an interview that they passionately lobbied Kevin Feige for an all woman Marvel. Oh, movie. absolutely. So oh, yeah. A force possibility uh, is in. Pl- if Brie Larson is leading the charge, you yes. know it's going to happen. Yeah. So at some point down the road, I'd love so. to see her be a part of that. Her yeah, and Janet Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. I, I know people hated that. Some people hated that no. moment. I effing love that. Oh moment. yeah, was it a little pandering? Yup. Was yeah. it also excellent? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was. And it was a promise to the future. It yes. was. We know exactly. we have all these female characters. Right. Bear with us. We've had to. Uh. We've, we had to give three kiss, three kiss, three Chris's, three movies each. Bear with us. <laughs> right. We will get we'll to see. these characters. I, we know just we have. Got very emotional thinking about it too because it yeah. just it really spoke to that idea and something that I uh, am very. Uh, passionate about and outspoken about is this idea of women valuing collaboration yeah. and that's yeah. what that moment was Absolutely. to me was she doesn't have to do great. it she's not alone and it happened twice yeah. it happened in Infinity War and yeah. it happened in Endgame yes. Infinity yeah. War with them defending against all that stuff yeah. Yeah. Uh, against Proxima that was an all woman fight which was Why was she up there the whole time? Right. <laughs> right exactly. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, uh, uh, you two, for coming on. Let's jump yeah. on to some uh, live chat questions and see what you all think. And thank you all for watching and sending in these questions. All right, real quick, because we got to do one bread co- uh, comment every damn show. Uh, Cozen Lee, because this is a Dorian mandate and Perry mandate. What kind of bread would John Wick use to make a killer sandwich? Ooh. What's hmm. that? What's a long bread? What is it? French? Like a French, French baguette? A baguette. A French baguette. <laughs> a baguette. Okay. Just like right. a six-day-old French baguette. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I feel like John Wick is a brioche kind of man. Oh. <laughs> I respect yeah. that. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm brioche. I'm brioche. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm People brioche. People keep asking me if I'm brioche. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm brioche. Look, if McConaughey can do Lincoln commercials, I feel like John Wick can do brioche commercials. Uh, yeah, I'm down with that. I, I think I love that. I think brioche is, is where I'd go as well. It's not some stone ground wheat mm. made yeah, in like yeah. a like an old mm. kiln. That I'd be down with. Yeah. All right, Sophia. Uh, this is from Bobby Singer. Sophia Batella for the lead in ba- ballerina, maybe. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that is uh, The Mummy? The Mummy, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah sure. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. And also Kingsman. Kingsman, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. She was great. She's yeah. a badass, right? And she was yeah. in Star Trek Beyond. Yes, she was. Right? Well, sure. not my favorite of the three, but yes. Yeah. And, uh, but she was in the movie. She was. She and so was... Uh, Jayla. Uh, what was the other one? The, was the other? Atomic Blonde. She's in, in Atomic Blonde. Yes, oh, well. she is in Atomic Blonde. Cool. She's cool. good in Atomic Blonde. I love Atomic cool. Blonde. Oh, I like that movie. Uh, all right. Do you think... This is from Luke Nelson. Do you think it is more likely Matt Smith is playing a Knight of Ren or a young Emperor Palpatine? Ooh, oh, I think neither. <laughs> all right. I like yeah. that. I right. think this movie's going to be crazy. He's playing Doctor Who. That's what I <laughs> This is the Doctor Who Star Wars crossover yeah. that you've been waiting yeah. for. I swear to God, if I'm in the middle of the movie and I hear that TARDIS sound, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Ooh, I'm in the wrong place. Um, but if, if I had to go one or the other on those two, I would go Knights of Ren. Even though I just had a whole thing about how I wanted flashbacks, you're completely right. Yeah. But until these newer films, Star Wars didn't do a whole yeah. lot of flashbacks, so it seems unlikely to me mm-hmm. that they would cast Matt Smith in a role that's just going to be a flashback to Emperor Palpatine yeah, being right. young, but I could be wrong. They'll just CG uh, the actor to play young Palpatine. The yeah. actor who plays yeah. Palpatine. Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott. Yeah. He played him yeah. in the prequels. They'll, you know... You know who you don't have to CG? Paul Rudd, because he still looks 25. Literally. Yeah, who, where, who, what is his diet? <laughs> who is his plastic surgeon? Yeah, like, true. <laughs> let me uh, know. Uh, this is from Zeno Hour. Thoughts on Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, that is Black Manta, yep. being cast as one of the leads in The Matrix 4. Oh, was he cast? There's rumors that he goes oh, cool. cast. Mm. Also, who would you like I to love see? it. I love that guy. I love yeah. this Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic, so I'm all for that. That's okay. cool. That's cool. Yeah, give give him an opportunity to shine in yeah. what is potentially going to be a big blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, not, uh, yeah, yep, yep. He wasn't my favorite part of Aquaman, so I'd no. like to see him in be- in, oh. in better hands. Uh, yeah, in terms of understanding what to do with that character. Yes, and so, I don't think it was his fault. No, exactly. Didn't like That's him what I'm saying. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of setup, a lot of Black Manta setup in that movie. Yeah. Yes. but I dug it, man. He had the whole thing. He had the laser eyes. Oh it's no, fun. Yeah. The outfit was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I, just, I share my mom's review of Aquaman please. real quick? So I had seen Bumblebee, <gasps> and I texted her, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you just saw Bumblebee. It was so good. If you guys haven't seen Bumblebee, watch it. It's so it cute. Is good. It's so heartfelt. Yes. Um, and so I texted my mom. I was like, "Oh, Bumblebee is so good," and she texted me back and goes, "Oh, I'm so looking forward to see it." We just saw Aquaman. Not very good. Not enough character development. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to disagree with her. Yep. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, Hector and I are on opposite sides of the fence yeah. on this one. I, so, uh, but I agree with her. I, I agree, agree with your mom. Yeah. But I still like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair it's enough. fun. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we've got a couple more here. Uh, Dylan Barry asks, should Jacob Tremblay from The Room, mm-hmm. or from Room, rather, room. play the kid in the Home Alone re- reboot, or should it be someone yet who does not have a big name? Um, the second one. There's other Unknown. kid actors. There's yeah. other kid actors. Okay. We can't right. keep casting Jacob Tremblay in every kid thing. Yeah. He's I good. do like him in the... Also... Go see Good Boys. Good Boys. He's good in Good Boys. Yeah, he's good in Good Boys. Yeah. I feel like, too, though, with a with a Home Alone thing, you you got to go unknown. Like, yeah. You, it, I mean, right. it's, it's the same thing. Yeah, McCauley thing. wasn't that known. Right? No, no. Fair he point. was. Yeah, he'd, he'd done some work, for yeah. sure. Uncle the Buck. thing that I... Uh, it, it, it's one of those things where, like, you look at, like, a Star Wars. Yeah. Or even the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, a lot of the people in Marvel they brought in were already, like 
working actors, mm-hmm. but they weren't necessarily like giant household mm-hmm. names. Right, right. It's like Chris Hemsworth was working, but yeah. not everybody knew who he yeah, was till yeah. he was Thor. Even somebody like a Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd worked for years, yeah, but yeah. I feel like Ant-Man really elevated him into like being an A-list superstar. Right. Um, so I feel like when, or you look at something like Star Wars, they cast basically all unknowns yes and they've been doing that since the beginning and so when you are taking something that already has a name attached to it like a home alone people are going to go see it regardless of who's in the film Uh uh-huh i'm sorry emma real quick yes Yes. uh, it is official he is cast in matrix oh yeah he's coming from deadline yeah you have dual between he will have one of the lead roles which is expected to be in production next year in 2020 good he will be uh, it's speculated. It's speculated that he will be the young Morpheus. Morpheus, yeah, that would oh, be my guess as well. Pre- this is a prequel. Yes, prequel. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I would. I, I would like to see him get to play his own character. But yeah, yeah. I think he would be a good young Morpheus for sure. 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 However, I think that when you are playing a character that already exists, there's a lot of uh, expectations and emotions attached to it. Yes. And I would rather see him get to create something that is entirely his. Yeah. Uh, will we get Zion dance sequences with a young Morpheus? Ooh. Which drove me insane. That's going to oh. be a no from me. Yeah. You didn't go to raves back in the day, man? Don't listen, about man. Those raves. If, the, if those things are coming for me, why am I raving at a day? Because it's safe. Because it's safe. And that's, that's, that's being alive, John. That's what being no. alive was all about. No, man. Go to a rave. Go no, to man. dance parties while the world is falling bodies. apart. Yeah, man. It's closer to the center of the earth, the core of the earth, where it's still warm. Last oh human God. city. <laughs> what you is party. going on? <laughs> you do not party. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, this is from Bobby Singer. Maybe this will be our last mm-hmm. one. Uh, oh, no. Maybe. Uh, I know the marketing for the films have been terrible. Nah, that's his opinion. But is it still shocking just how little buzz there is for Terminator Dark Fate and Charlie's Angels? I'm, I'm not mm. so surprised at Charlie's yeah. Angels. Terminator Dark Fate, I think, is, is, is playing the marketing correctly. They're not overwhelming you because I think everyone's cautiously optimistic about it. Okay. So they're hoping it goes uh, well and it's a good movie. Yeah. But they're not overplaying yeah. it so that you go in with massive expectations yeah. and, and fall to the ground. It's interesting because I, I think that as far as a track record goes, when movies are incredibly like over-marketed and over-hyped, yeah. you're setting them up to fall short of the mark or you're trying to set people up with expectations of going into something from seeing clips in a trailer going, this is going to be epic. So yeah. when they go in, that's all that they take away from it. So mm-hmm. I think with with something like a Terminator Dark Fate that they are playing it smartly. Yes. Because I'm, I think so too. I'm very much in the Listen, boat of cautiously optimistic. And, yeah, the last one was Terminator Genisys. So people are going to be a little, you know. But I have really liked the trailers, especially right. the most recent one. Yeah. And then I saw that in front of that movie that I went to go see, mm-hmm. uh, where I saw the Star Wars Israel. And it worked for me. And I'm like, oh, this movie looks good. Yeah. And I hope it's good. And two Latino yeah. lead actors oh, in, the, in the ensemble. Yeah. Oh, I know. Good guy, I'm, bad guy. Yep, yeah, which I like. I'm a big, big Sarah fan Connor of Sarah Connor looks great. Uh, and I talked to Jai Courtney on the Deep Cut. If you want to go and listen to that or watch that on the Collider video or Collider uh, uh, podcast feed or Collider Conversations, he talks about his experience on Terminator Ooh. Genesis and on the Die Hard franchise and what he learned from those negative reactions. I was oh, able to ask him about all of it. Fascinating. And he was wide open about it. Nice. And it so was, cool. I was very fortunate to get him to talk about it. He just opened up about can't, what he learned and Captain what he bounced Boomerang. back. Yeah, right. he, thinks, he talks about that too. Uh, so if you want to find that, you can listen to that. Other stuff you can listen to uh, or watch here. Collider Live uh, will have Crispin Glover on uh, today starting at 10 a.m. Just watch that there on the uh, Collider Live feed on YouTube. He's got a new film called Lucky Day coming out. I'm going to get to interview him as well for about 20 minutes. So look for that later on in the week probably. 
And don't forget to tune in to Rumor Mail today at 2 p.m. on our Twitter feed, at Collider Video. Josh McCuga hosting that, doing great work on the Roomville. I'm very lucky to be one of those people who's probably going to end up losing, but it's fun to be on the show with everybody else. I think Roxy and Jeff will be on, but I'm not sure 100%, but certainly Josh McCuga will be hosting that one. Thank you, Emma Fife, for stopping by. Where can yes, they find thank you? thank you. I am all over the internet, at my name, Emma Fife. I have a website also now, which is emmafife.com. Oh, so you can go check out my more. work. Yeah. A Oops. website. I hope she remembers cool. all of us when she hits the big time. <laughs> Hector, where can they find you, brother man? Find me on the internet at Hector is funny. Thank you so much for having me. This Thank was a blast. You. Yeah. you guys are the best. I enjoyed it. You guys are fantastic. Yeah. And for a Wednesday, this is how you want to go with a lot of energy, a lot of humor. Hump day. day is right. So, Mike, thank you so much for joining me. You can follow me at the Rogue Says on Twitter and on Instagram. Thanks to Adam Smith there in the booth. Thanks to Thad Williams and Dorian Parks. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow with another live episode of Collider Movie Talk at 9 a.m. PT. Take care. Until then. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bowl & Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets, and there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bowl & Branch is offering their best deals of the year, and you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to bowlandbranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com today. See site for details.